Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything to everyone all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to the whirlwind. Hello, lovely, and welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Republic podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and I cannot wait to get started today because I have so much in store for you. But before I do, I want to give a quick shout out to the beautiful Alana.Leehy23, who left me an amazing five-star review on the podcast app. She says, easy flowing and relatable conversations. The Mummy Republic podcast isn't just a regular mummy podcast. I love that this podcast is so relatable and covers topics that are so taboo and unspoken about. It's a podcast not only for mummies, but for any women in general. It's just like you're sitting around having a chat with your best girl pals. Such an easy listen, and I look forward to the new podcast every week. Keep up the amazing work. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that message for me. It honestly means so much. I love that you've incorporated Mean Girls into that because uh, one of my favorite movies right there. And you know, do I like to think that I'm not a regular mom, but a cool mom? Absolutely. So thank you so much, Alana. I really appreciate you taking the time. And if you would like to do the same, you can jump on over to the podcast app, leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you click on that subscribe button so that you do not miss a thing. Remember, it makes a massive difference to our podcast if you take the time to leave some feedback and hit subscribe. So make sure that you do it for all of your favorite podcasts, not just mine. Now, today I am so excited to be bringing you such a powerhouse of a mama. We talk about everything from the transition to motherhood, bullying, managing life, and also bodies, which is a huge thing for not only women in general, but particularly when you become a mum and, and you have all those changes. Honestly, we could have gone on for hours, but there is some amazing, valuable advice coming right up. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Today's mama is a woman on a mission. She's an entrepreneur, personal trainer, speaker, wife, mother, and design powerhouse. Her pioneering squad app has revolutionized on-demand health, fitness, and well-being for women across the globe. Her core motivation is to encourage, support, and empower women with the best resources and knowledge to live their best life. If you don't know who I'm talking about already, welcome to the incredible Ashley Vines. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Actually, today I'm feeling super, super overwhelmed. You know, when you're just trying to juggle everything, mum life with work life, with looking after yourself, health and fitness. I feel a bit overwhelmed today, but this podcast is perfect. It forces me to stop slow down, just have a real conversation. So I'm really excited to be here. Oh, that's so perfect. Well, I'm excited that we're here. Now, 
obviously listening to that intro, how do you feel listening to all of that? I'm like, wow, is that me? (laughs) That's probably why you're overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's the juggle, isn't it? Um, But at the end of the day, I love everything that I do as much as I can get overwhelmed and feel pulled sometimes. Everything you mentioned is something that I'm deeply passionate about. And the core reason why I get out of bed is to help people, whether that's in mum life, speaking on social media, if that's designing incredible activewear or you know, creating this app that I've got, the Squad app, to help women move their bodies, eat healthy, make de- more positive decisions for their health. Any way that I can help, I'm like a happy woman. So <laughs> I love that. It's so good to have motivation that aligns with your values as well. Definitely. It's and important. then it's not a job. It's not work. No, definitely not. <laughs> you look now, forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I love that you have pretty much given me free reign today, yes. which, <laughs> which is exciting. Open book. <laughs> um, and there's so many areas that I want to delve into, but probably touching more on that intro, Mm. you have a lot going on and a lot of that happens in the public eye. How do you transition through to motherhood when Mm. everybody's watching all the time? Yeah, I never really thought about it too much until I was pregnant, of course. And there's good and bad. Everyone wants to give you advice from a Mm. loving place most of the time, um, which is beautiful because you can learn so much from other mums and their experiences and the way they did things. But at the same time, you still got to stay in tune and be grounded with yourself and listen to your, gut, to your gut as to what's right for you. So it's that fine line balance of listening and appreciating and loving that community of motherhood where you can help each other, but still just staying true to what's right for you because everyone parents differently. Every child is differently. Yep. We all have, have different morals, beliefs and um, ways that we do things. So it is a bit of a juggle being in the public eye. And I think The hardest thing about it is if you do make a mistake in someone's eyes, whether you think it's a mistake or not, if you do things a certain way, there's definitely always someone who's going to tell you that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And as mums, we naturally carry guilt for a lot of things um, because we just want to do the best that we can. So there's so much pressure we put on ourselves. So when you have that added pressure from the outside world and outside voices saying, you should be doing this, he's not doing this at the right pace, why are you still giving him this? And you know, that's not good enough and you need to look into this. It's like, oh, it can be a bit overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. stop. (laughs) And I imagine for you, because, you know, you do share a lot of your life and that's part of your job and your process and your vulnerability. I love sharing, I really do. Yeah, and I think I'm a huge believer that, you know, there's a lot of strength in vulnerability because Mm -hmm. it shows people that everybody's the same, right? You're just human, you're just natural. Do you feel like you had that extra level of scrutiny because people are always watching? Yeah, definitely. Yep. I, I do. I'm, I'm with you on that though. Vulnerability is so beautiful and I believe the more vulnerable I am and the more that I share, it makes other women not feel alone. And whether yep. you're a mum or not, but especially when you become a mum, I think there is a lot of times that it's really lonely and you're trying to navigate your way through. So it definitely has been hard, but no matter what your situation, we've all got hard things to deal with, hey? Yep. It's just at the end of the day, doing the best that you can with the tools that you have in the situation that you're in. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the best advice that anyone can have as a new mum or, or, you know, having more children. Yeah. Now, you've been quite open before on your Mm. stories about the transition to motherhood and struggling in a sense on the odd occasion about missing your old life. Yeah, Yeah. Not, Not a lot of people admit to that. I think because they feel guilty for feeling like that. Yeah. But when I talk to my close girlfriends, not on a public space... We all feel the same. There is those little times where you just miss that bit of freedom. You can't just 
grab your stuff and go to the shops or go for a coffee. Like oh. there's so much to organize. There's so much to think about, even with, you know, whether if you've got a partner that you're tag teaming with and oh, what have you got on today? And what have I got on today? And it's not a matter of whose things are more important, but it's juggling. Okay, well, I'll drop them at daycare today and I'll pick them up or I've got to stay back here or can I do yoga today? It's like that constant like juggle back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. What do you miss most about your old life? <sighs> Probably the freedom mm. to do what I want whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in saying that, you would never change it. Of course not. You know, you would no. never ever change it. You love your life. But I think just the freedom of being able to do whatever I want whenever I want. Yeah. And it's scary. You're solely responsible for this little human an actual life like yep. when you think about it deeply you think oh I have a baby like it's an actual human that you're responsible for mm. so it's it's a lot it's and a then lot. As, as they get older it's it's not just the physical stuff but mentally yeah. you know you're you're responsible for shaping who that person is 100%. what they believe in how they act it's a lot of pressure yeah let's talk about that because yeah. that I find that topic so interesting and when I really think about it, I'm like holy moly like my responsibility is to help shape this little human and the way they view the world, the way they view people, the way they treat people, the way they take in information, the meaning they put on different situations, how they handle challenges. There's so much that you've got to teach them Mm. and we really do shape who they become. They're born with their own personality, but I do believe that we really help shape who they become and I obviously want him to be the best human that he can be, but it's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think you can influence that? By being a walking role model. Yeah. Kids don't do what you tell them to do. They do what they see you doing. A hundred percent. So if you say, don't do that, but then you go and do it, that's a bit confusing. (laughs) Yeah. So really trying to be the walking example of what I would like him to role model in saying that I'm not perfect. You know, I grew up in a household where there was so much yelling it was just how my parents communicated and I felt like growing up as a child and as a teenager, I wasn't heard unless I yelled. So when I had Taj, naturally like I would raise my voice and it's something I'm so aware of and I'm getting a lot better at. But when I am hitting that point where I'm really frustrated or I'm really exhausted, I have to be really careful not to raise my voice because I don't want him growing up thinking that's the way you communicate because it's not. Yeah. And yelling doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make you be heard anymore. It doesn't... No make the other person feel safe. It's not nice. That's just one of my flaws that I am really aware of and trying to work on. Um, otherwise, I feel like I've, I'm doing a really good job. I'm pretty proud of how I'm parenting Taj and how Steve is as well. Most things I feel like we're doing really well at. That's probably my only little thing that I'm working on. I think you take one look at him and know that you're doing a great job. He's the most gentle little soul. He's oh, so beautiful. He's so beautiful. Yeah. Do you and Steve parent the same, do you think? Steve's a lot softer than what I am. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's super calm, super chill. Even if Taj will do something that I'm like, no, that's not okay. Yep. He'll just let slide. So he's way more relaxed than me, but I'm definitely more the disciplined one. Yep. Um, but I think it's nice to have a balance as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a mum though too, we sort of get caught with the, we have to do all the responsible things yes. and, and implement the structure and all that kind of jazz and dad yeah. gets to float in and be the fun one. And it's very common because I speak to all my girlfriends who have kids and it's always the same. The dad is way more cruisy and fun and like doesn't have to do the yep. naughty boy. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks so much for, you know, being the fun yeah, one. Yeah, I'll cop, just be the dragon. Cop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And I think, though, what you touched on before, it's about being aware of what you potentially lacked in your own yeah. childhood and translating that through to your own parenting mm-hmm. style. Is there anything else that you're really conscious of with Taj? Um, there was things that happened in my childhood that I, there's just a, 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 a no, mm. like smacking and hitting and, you know, that's a no-go in my household. I grew up with it and it just made me scared. I don't think it really was the right way to discipline me the way they yeah. did that. Um, but apart from the yelling, no, I think I did a lot of self-development. I did a lot of work on myself and I think Steve and I have a really good foundation in our relationship as well that I'm pretty proud with how we're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But I think it's important for people to not pretend that they're perfect. Mm. We all, you know, had challenges in our childhood and things that happened to us that can shape us or make our belief on something. And we have to be careful to not push that onto our children but it's really hard to put your hand up and go, oh, yeah, I am lacking that or I need help yeah. here. I think that's something that mums really struggle with and dads. Yep. So as vulnerable it is for me to talk about even how I raise my voice, I'm not proud of that, but it is something I'm working on. So I think it's important yeah. for us to have open discussions to give other people permission to talk about that as well. A hundred percent. And you sit there on Instagram and you see so many mums. I think it's becoming a lot more common to be raw and to be open, but you know, they've got the perfect houses Mm -hmm. and the perfect children and behind the scenes, it's not perfect. You know, it never is. So it's why we need to be raw and open. Mm -hmm. The more, the better. A hundred percent. And that guilt factor, we need to get rid of that as much as we can. How did your relationship with Steve change after having touch? Yeah, Yeah, a lot. I mean, two people go from being each other's number one and it's all about, you know, filling up their cup and making sure they're happy and giving all of your energy and your time and your affection and your love to them to not. Yeah. It's totally diverted. And even now, like it's, I really try to make sure my relationship gets so much love and time and energy. And we have a date night once a week, like we put each other very high on the priority list, but your child is number one. So to share that energy and to share that affection and to share that time, it's really challenging. And even now, like even in the car, I'll be having a conversation with Steve and then Taj will be in the background talking to me and I'll always say to Steve, like, sorry, honey. Yes, Taj. Like he's always put first and I I feel so bad for that because I'm like, I should hear the rest of your conversation. But when that toddler's talking, you have to acknowledge them. Well, they don't stop. They don't stop. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We found the first year really challenging. Mm. Um, I think just both of us had never even changed nappy before we had Taj. Really? Never. Oh, what an eye opener. Not much, <laughs> yeah, not much contact with young children. Um, so just learning the ropes, the expectations I think we put on each other without, without even realizing it, mm. being so tired, so hormonal, trying to still juggle a business. We didn't just get time off. Like as soon as I had my baby, like obviously I was at home a lot more and breastfeeding and everything but I still had a lot of work to do and so did Steve so just juggling all of that I think we were just exhausted and Mm. not coping after he turned one I feel like we started to get our groove got our routine he was sleeping right through the night and we started to feel like more like ourselves and also realized we needed to put certain times away like pockets of time for us yep because there was a us before a child we can't forget that and if you forget about that, you know, things will sizzle out. And we, it's the last one we want. We want to have a loving relationship that's, that Taj can see and role model and be a part of. So, yeah, first year was challenging, though. 
I, and that's another thing we don't talk about. And mm. I think a lot of people have the expectation that the baby's going to come, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. But there's so many factors that influence that, mm-hmm. you know, and it yeah. is a juggle and it's teamwork. It and is. that's the key. And not blaming each other, which you can in the heat of the moment. Definitely. Everybody's tired. Yeah. But being conscious of that, I think, is important. The importance of sleep. Oh, a lack God. of sleep yep. is honestly a form of torture. Yeah, I am not myself. It's like an out of body experience. <laughs> I am just, yeah, not myself. So sleep is just absolutely vital. I yep. believe. Yeah, yeah. and it, it is scary. There's a lot of people who their their kids don't sleep through the mm-hmm. night, and that goes on for years. Oh, so it's yeah, can't even so imagine. draining. Yeah, or yeah. neither can I. Peyton was the same. She was quite a good sleeper, yeah. but. It's hard enough without that added oh my extra gosh, pressure. Oh, my gosh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of extra pressure, yes. and we've touched on um, your vulnerability and being so open, which I think is just incredible and it's one of the things I admire about you. But with that comes, obviously, that extra scrutiny, yeah. online bullying, trolling. Mm. Tell me a bit about your experience with that. Yeah. Um, I think it's something at one point – one point or another, most of us are going to experience. Mm. But the more following you have, the more open you are, the more vulnerable you are, the more you share, the more you're going to get. And that was something that was really, really hard to accept. And I think because I didn't accept it for so long, I struggled with it for so long. Um, you know, I've had hate pages about me. I've had threats. I've had people say the most awful things about my Taj, about my husband, <gasps> you know, it, Last year was a really dark place for that, um, but it really forced me to grow. It forced me to have um, more compassion for other people and it forced me to deal with it. But I'm really, really grateful for the experience because now when it does happen, it just does not face me one bit. Really? I think for so long, I just really wanted to please everyone. Mm. I wanted everyone to like me. I had an inten- I still have the intention to, everything I share is to help how can poss- someone possibly hate me for wanting to help? Mm. Whether I say the wrong thing or it might trigger someone or you might not agree with it, the hatred that can turn online, I think because they're hiding behind a computer screen, they feel like they can be a lot more aggressive. If they were to meet you in real life, it wouldn't be like that. Yep. That's the dark side of the internet. But I think the moment that I really learned after a lot of work on myself and coaching, the moment I really learned to let go of trying to please everyone and just get back to my core purpose and passion of wanting to help and accepting that not everyone's going to be on that team it it got a lot easier Mm. um it did make me back off for a little while and not be as vulnerable but then I wasn't living my truth yeah I felt like that wasn't fair to the followers who did really love what I was sharing and to the mums that I was helping you know when I did go quiet I turned my comments off and wasn't sharing as much online there was so many mums that so I feel like I've lost my best friend. Aww. You know, I'm a single mum staying at home or, you know, I don't have a lot of girlfriends that have kids and you were that person I would open up to each day and see, talk and keep me company through the lonely nights or whatever. And those messages really helped remind me that it's not all bad. Yeah. But you can get so fixated. You can get a hundred nice comments and you get one oh, comment that like yep. scrutinized something you did that day. You're like, ah, and you fixate on it. We just have to remember what we focus on is what we feel. What we, yeah, what we focus on is what we're going to feel. So if you focus on that negative comment, that one comment, that's just going to fester and grow for your whole day. Mm. So we have to be very selective where we put our energy. And I am these days. And now it's like, I don't want to be reactive. Most of the time, if they're saying something, it's got a lot to do with them and not me. I might've triggered them. They might've had a really bad day. They might be going through something 
that I won't even comprehend. The last thing they need me is reacting. Yep. Sometimes it's necessary to block, for sure. Yeah, of course. Other times it's just leave it. Don't fuel the fire, you know. And it is easier said than done. I totally get it. You want to defend yourself. You want to say that's not true. You want to say, listen to me. Where did you get that from? That's a rumor, you know. But a lot of the time, all it does is suck your energy and that's going to affect your family, your friends, your work, your energy. Not worth it. Such an amazing way of looking at it because... I, I'm lucky that I haven't experienced anything like that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not on a big enough platform to do that, but I'm such an emotive person mm-hmm. and it's true. You could get a hundred nice comments yeah. and that one just gets to you. And it's, you know, as a person, I feel like they forget that you are a person yeah, and they it really plays do. on insecurities. And a lot of the time too, if we do feel triggered by a comment, sometimes that's like a gift because it's like, oh, well, what, what wound have I not healed? Mm. Why is that triggering me? Am I insecure about that? Has something happened to make me feel like that? Because if you are truly grounded and confident in what you're doing and who you are, no one can really touch you, mm. no matter what comment is. So that was a big lesson for me when I would speak to my coaches. Oh, this person said this and it really upset me. And they would say, okay, let's dive into that. Why? And it's normally got to do with our childhood with something that someone said and we just shoved it under the rug and didn't deal with it and didn't heal it. So through all of that that I went through last year, it was actually a big gift a confronting gift. Confronting gift, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Now, and, it, and it's interesting because I've heard mixed things about you, yeah. as everyone would as everyone, have. yeah. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect coming here today. Yeah. And sitting here with you, you're so genuine and lovely and friend- – God, I sound like I'm hitting on you. No, thank but- you. <laughs> so nice. But you are. It's, yeah. You're exactly who you portray yourself to be. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a part of you that almost has to prove something when you meet someone to show you're not – who you um, potentially have been made out to be? Good question. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like maybe six months ago, a year ago, yeah. Mm. Now I kind of forget about it and I just, I'm just myself. Yeah. That's all you can be. That's all you have. You put on a mask and try to be someone you're not or try to copy someone. It's exhausting. Yeah. I just don't have the space to do that anymore. I am who I am. I know who I am. I know, I really know with the hand of my heart that what I do is for a good purpose and I just hope that everyone sees that, you know, and if they don't vibe with me, they don't enjoy my content, that's okay too. There's so many amazing people out there to connect and vibe with. We're not made to be put on this planet to be liked by everyone. Um, But it it is funny you say that because most people do, when they meet me, they go, oh, oh, you're actually actually nice. You're actually nice. I actually like you. (laughs) Even, you know, even one of my team members who you've you've been speaking with, you know, she said when she first saw me online, she was like, oh. A bit like, oh, who's this girl? <laughs> and when she met me, she's like, wow, you're so warm. I just wish people could feel yeah. this instead of looking at your Instagram and having a scroll and judging. And it's so easy to judge someone by their photos, yep. isn't it? And that's why I love stories and podcasts and talking because you can get to know someone a bit better, but there's nothing like that face-to-face contact to feel someone's energy. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like you touched on before, people are going to think of you what they want to think. They're going to make and up whatever they want. A lot of times it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk more about what your goal is and your mission. And that's Mm -hmm. obviously women and their bodies and confidence. Tell me a lot about what you're doing now in this space. Yeah. So we were doing a lot of work on our app at the moment. And over the years, I've been in the health and fitness industry for 10 years now. Things always change and evolve. I learn and grow. Um, I've got obviously my husband and another business partner who have both been in the health and fitness space for 15 years. Um, But we... Our overall goal is to help women find what works for them. 
and it comes down to a lot, a lot I suppose, about intuitive eating, mm. but it's not a one size fits all. And just because I share a meal on social media, that's not me saying, oh, you must eat that. Our goal is to bring women together in a supportive, safe community and give them the tools and educate them and support them through their journey on finding what works for them. Because once you find what works for you, it becomes a lot more easier to sustain and maintain the lifestyle and a lot more enjoyable. Mm. And we all want to enjoy our food. We all want to enjoy the activity we're doing. If you, if someone tells me to go for a 10 kilometer run to be fit and healthy and lean, I would like, I wouldn't even last a day. (laughs) One run, I'd be like, I am giving up. This is not for me. (laughs) So it's really important for everyone to find what works for them in their eating and their training. And the, how important to have a community of support is just like number one. No Mm. one wants to go through life alone, especially when you're going through, whether it's a weight loss or a fitness journey, you've got that solid backbone of support, which we provide in our squad forum with our squad app, um, is game changer. It really is. It's huge. That support is is really, I think, undervalued at times because people think, oh, it's fine, I can do it myself. But Mm -hmm. we're such a culture of fads. Aren't we? And you have spoken before about ditching the diet. Yes. So is that around finding what works for you? Yeah, definitely. And I really don't like it on online in this online space where people have a one way or the highway mm, type of thinking. There's a lot of that. You know, you see people doing keto and you see people doing paleo and you see vegans and pescatarians and vegetarians. You know, there's so many options. And I don't think it's okay for people to say, oh, that's bad. That's bad. Because everyone's different. Yep. You know, I know I don't function very well of just eating bananas, but there are some people that love just <laughs> eating a load of fruit, you know? And if we just could just have a bit more acceptance and understanding that everyone functions well and different of different things, the world would be a lot nicer place. But I want to just ditch that diet mentality. Mm. I want us to stop counting calories and macros and start looking at nutrients and stop thinking about restriction. We can enjoy everything we want to enjoy in moderation, I believe, Um And when you find the foods that work for you, you will enjoy those more and explore the flavors and things more. Yep. Mm. Which is huge because I think if you ask any woman, she'll say, oh yeah, I did, I did paleo for a period of time or I was a vegetarian for six weeks or whatever the case is. Do you feel like it's had an impact on the way you view your own body? Um, I have trialed a lot of different diets Mm. and I'm so glad I have. And I encourage women to try different things. How do you know if something is going to work for you if you don't try it? Yep. I don't think we should slam any way of eating on other people or ourselves and say, oh, I'm not doing that. I've read this about that. Try it. See how you go. See how you feel. You might find some food groups feel amazing for you and others make you feel really bloated or make you feel lethargic or make you crave sugar afterwards and some keep you super satisfied. But if we don't try, then how do we know? So. Yeah. It is a bit of a journey, but that's life, isn't it? There's oh, no 100%. destination in health and fitness, in motherhood, in relationships, in business where you go, oh, I'm there, done. Yep. It's constant <laughs> learning, growing, evolving, and figuring out what feels good for you in all areas of life. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that sort of leads into my next point. It's quite an evolution of the mind as well. You know, yeah. the health and fitness part is really important, the mm. physical elements of it, but self-esteem, body confidence. I think a lot of people assume that someone like yourself would be incredibly self-confident and have very high self-esteem. Has that is that the case and has it always been the case for you? Hasn't always been the case for me. I think when I was younger I was very fixated on what I look like. Mm. Most of us went through phases like that where 
I just wanted to have a six pack. I wanted to be shredded. I wanted to be the leanest, the skinniest. Oh, I hate even saying that word. Yep. That's true though. It is. It's what we celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Something changed after I had Taj. I don't know what happened. It just was this new appreciation for my, for what my body did and what my body does now. Mm. It's not so much, it's honestly the last of my priorities of what I look like. When I go to the gym, when I go for a walk in the morning, that is my stress relief. That is what gets me feeling good for the day. It gets those endorphins going. It clears my mind. I breathe. I let go of any emotions. I think about what I'm doing that day. It just starts me off right. When I go to the gym, that's a form of stress relief. And it makes me feel strong, but not just like physically strong, like mentally strong. Mm. So training for me is so much more about the mind for me. I don't ever look in the mirror now and say, oh, ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that. There isn't really much thought process. I just have an appreciation for having two feet and a heartbeat. I know that sounds so like, of course you do. (laughs) It's true. I really, I really do feel like that. Yep. Which is huge because I think as a woman, particularly after motherhood, you know, your body changes. So so it can, it can go the opposite way. Um, Would you give it any advice to any women who are trying to achieve that same mentality? Yeah, it's it happened really naturally for me, I think, but I think we can change our meaning on anything and we can feel so much pressure, but a lot of the time the pressure that we're feeling is from ourselves. Mm. We have in our heads this expectation of what we should be. And then at the end of the day, it's coming from a lack of love from ourselves. If we don't feel loved or worthy enough, we think we have to lose this weight or have this or do achieve this in order to be loved. We can choose happiness right now. We can choose to start loving ourselves right now. And I'm not saying you can't have goals to lose weight, to look a certain way, to achieve things in the gym. 100%. I think progression is happiness. I think we should always be progressing for sure. But if we're constantly chasing that destination and not enjoying the process, how miserable is life going to be? If you can learn every single day to appreciate your body, to appreciate the foods you're putting in there, make better decisions for yourself in your health and your life, and make that journey enjoyable and bring more joy into it, that's awesome. That's the goal. That's what I want to help encourage women to do is to not be chasing that destination so much because it might not happen for 10 years. Are you going to waste 10 years of your life being miserable until you, until you lose 10 kilos? 100%. That's not living. And you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I refuse to live my life living it in chase of something that might not ever happen. I choose now to be happy. I choose now to enjoy it. And I choose now to bring as much joy as I can every day into my life, even through the challenges. There's always gifts and lessons and I will hunt to find those. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to sometimes. I think that is such a powerful message Mm. because, you know, so many women struggle with body issues and the way that they look and self-confidence. And and we keep thinking if I lose five kilos, I'll look better. If I get that Botox, I'll feel better. I'll be loved, yeah. And it's... It's not, it's not. Mm -mm. And it is about embracing the now, which is so important. Yeah. Now, what's next for you? You've got the app, you've got your clothing line, you've got a million things going on. What's coming up next? Oh, there's a few things I wish I could tell you, but I'm not allowed to yet. (laughs) Clickbait, clickbait. Yeah, I know. There's three (laughs) things I'm working on behind the scenes that will be released next year. So that's what I'm working on. But we're, we're forever evolving the app, doing more updates, adding new things, listening to feedback. Um, creating new things. Like even recently, I still get messages from women saying, I can't afford to go to the gym. I can't afford a personal trainer. I can't afford equipment, you know, finances. I totally get it. 
Um, so even recently, I just created a free ebook download that doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter if you have equipment, if you don't have equipment, if you're just starting, if you've been on this health and fitness journey for ages, it's just a free download. Anyone can download. It's my go-to guide that I always go back to. It keeps me feeling amazing. It's really simple because I think it is overwhelming in this health and fitness space. What do I try? What does work? So I worked on that for a little while, which is awesome. And that also led me to create a whole new program. Um, But that free download is just such a good way for women to start if they're feeling overwhelmed. Well, there's no excuses then because it's free and you can do it anywhere, which I I will link that in the show notes as well, as well as all your other bits and pieces so people can refer to them. Is there any baby in that? Knew project? this question was coming. <laughs> Not on a mummy podcast. I get asked this all the time. You know, of course those, you do. Yeah, you would have got you know asked those, five um, minutes after Taj was born. Yeah. <laughs> you know those um, question boxes on Instagram? You can do the questions and answers. Yep. Whenever I do those, ninety-five percent of those are like, "When's the next baby? When's the next baby?" I do want another one, but I just really enjoy being us three right now. And even I said at the start of this podcast, at the moment, I feel like I'm drowning. Mm. I don't think I have more time and space and energy right now to do the best job that I can do at being a mum. When I have another baby, I want to be able to give 100%. But right now, he takes that. And I yeah. love it. You know, I love it being the three of us. I think when he goes to school, that's when I'll consider it more. But right now, I'm just loving life. Yep. Steve, on the other hand, would like 10. <laughs> he really wants a little oh, girl. really going to be busy for the next few years, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> no, I definitely want one more, and he really wants a little girl. So hopefully I can do that for him. I always thought I'd be a mum of boys, though. Really? I just see two boys, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I already have a boy's name picked out with a girl's name. I'm like, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not expecting it, it probably will be a girl then. Yeah, just to, true. Just to shake things up I've been up to three clairvoyants, and they've all said girls. Really? Mm. Ah. Who knows, though? I think that there is so much pressure from society and it, yeah. it's literally as soon as you give birth, everybody's saying, when's the next one? When you give birth and when they turn two, oh. that is the most common time I've found. And I think it's really sad. I think I just quickly want to mention, I know we're going to wrap this up. We have to be so careful when asking that question to some women because yes. we just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You know, there is women that cannot fall pregnant and when each time they get asked, it's like a reminder that they haven't fallen pregnant yet. I used to ask that question so often to everyone and it still is natural. Sometimes I'll still blurt it out and then other times I'm like, what if they are struggling to fall pregnant behind the scenes? And when I get thrown those comments all the time, we're not trying, thank goodness, but imagine if I was trying and I couldn't fall pregnant. I've got thousands of people constantly asking me. It's a lot. Mm. So at the end of the day, whether I have another one or not, I am so grateful to have one healthy, happy little boy who is our absolute world. I would love another one and be so blessed to one day. And I'm, I'm, I can see that it will happen. But if I don't, I'm so grateful to have him. Which is huge. I'm actually so glad that you brought that up yeah. because um, this is something I've been quite vocal about. We It took us a little while to fall pregnant. I'm pregnant now, yeah, um, which is yeah, it's very exciting. Um, but it, it's that question mm. all the time that gets raised and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors yeah. and it adds that extra element of pressure. It and does. You know, I've got a friend who's been trying for four years. And imagine and every time she gets asked, she's like, oh, it's a reminder that I can't, what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. and we don't, you know, we, we quite often don't talk about infertility because yeah. we don't want the judgment and oh, then the so more questions. Though. It's just... There shouldn't be any judgment around it. Absolutely. So many women struggle and they struggle alone because no one's talking about it. 
And you might choose that you don't want to have another child, yeah. you know, down the track. And that's something that you don't need to explain to someone But that either. is something people judge on as well. Absolutely. Don't they need a sibling? Yes. Well, no, they don't need one. You no. know, there's plenty of people that are only children that are completely happy, you know? Yep. Or people who don't have children. That's a choice as well. Yeah. That we judge so horrendously. Don't. They've got a girlfriend going through that now who... I don't think she, she doesn't think she wants to, and she feels so much pressure. And the look in people's eyes when she says that are just like, "What is wrong with you?" And it's like, we're not all made the same. No. You know, it's not for everyone. And isn't it better to make that choice than yeah. to have a child out of obligation and then resent that child? Exactly. It's not healthy either. No. God, we can be real jerks sometimes. I know humans can't they? Seriously, <laughs> we can be horrible. Now, yeah. before we do wrap up, there's yes. something that I'm um, quite passionate about, and yeah. it's making sure that you find that time to reconnect with yourself before yeah. you were a mum. So I like to call it the me before mummy. So how do you reconnect with the Ashy who you were before kids? Mm, love that. Is the question more relating to like self care? It can be anything, really. Things mm. that you do just to think about yourself. So okay, about yeah, reconnecting with you. Definitely my morning walks. Yeah. Love them, whether that's with a girlfriend or myself. I'll probably get judged for this, but I prefer to not walk with Taj. On the weekends. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. On the weekends, Steve and I and Taj go for our walks together, and I love that. During the week, I like to catch up with my girlfriends or yep. put a podcast on. Or just smell the fresh air and not be interrupted three million times. Why this? Why that? What's this? What's this? My legs are sore. Yeah. So I I love walking. That's just like just really enjoying hot baths in silence. Not with a toddler splashing water in my face three three million times. Um, And getting a massage once every couple of weeks. Getting a massage. I'm sore from the gym. I just love getting a massage. It's like forced meditation for me or acupuncture. Acupuncture is another one actually I like. It forces me to lay there and just sit still, yep. which is good. And have that quiet time to yeah. yourself. Yeah. I love that. They're perfect examples. And yeah. they're simple things that you can do. I think a lot of times we, again, feel mm. that guilt and we don't want to take 30 minutes out of our yeah. day to do something for us. But, God, it makes a world of difference. Guilt is a funny health. one though, isn't it? Because guilt it's really us thinking that we're doing something wrong. Mm. If you're feeling guilty, you must believe that what you're doing is wrong, which is really sad that women feel guilty for having a bath, for going to the gym, for catching up with their girlfriends. Like, what? Why are we feeling guilty for doing those things that are normal things that we crave, that we like, that we enjoy? That is not wrong for women to go to the gym. That is not wrong for you to want a date night. It is not wrong for you to want to go to the toilet by yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if you are feeling guilty, ask yourself, is, is what I'm doing. Do I believe it's actually wrong? Because a lot of the time you don't actually believe that. You're yeah. just putting that guilt on yourself. You I feel think- like you should believe that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Very true. Mm. Yeah. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining well, me and being for hours. so open. I know, I know. I could, could take up your whole day, but I know you're a very busy person. Uh, but look, I think there's a lot of things that, that the audience can take away from our conversation today so, yeah. and some really powerful statements. And it's a great opportunity for everybody to reflect and see what they can do in their own life to make sure that they're self-serving themselves and their own goals. So important. I always say if we do not fill up our cups, we're not going to be able to give everyone the best of us. They'll get the rest of us. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Well, thank you so much to the beautiful Ashy Bynes. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to us. Yay, thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. 
such an incredible conversation with Ashi. I cannot express to you just how much of a delight she is. Now, I had actually never met her prior to the day that we'd recorded, so I genuinely didn't know what to expect. And I did touch on that in the episode in that, you know, when you see someone on social media and somebody who's been around for such a long time, it's easy to make assumptions or to hear different things about who they are as a person. But um, I was beyond pleasantly surprised. Ashi was just such a delight, so welcoming, so warm. And honestly, we could have chatted for hours. So I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to bring her voice and her knowledge to you guys. There's a few things from the conversation that I took away, which were really beneficial. And the first is that vulnerability is so beautiful. It really makes other people feel less alone. And I think it's been a message that I've been trying to translate on my own social media, but particularly through this podcast that everybody has struggles and it's about doing the best that you can with the tools that you have in the situation that you're in. But it's also about making sure that you share those knowledge and and that comfort with others because we do take great comfort in similarity. So being vulnerable and sharing your story is incredibly powerful. So never forget the value in that. Ashley also touched on something that's quite taboo to talk about, and I personally love that she did, and that's that the transition to motherhood can be difficult. It's actually okay to miss your old life and to not have to feel guilty about it. Of course, we would never change the fact that we have these beautiful children and that your life has evolved, but it's okay to miss the alone time and to miss taking that time for yourself and being selfish because when you become a mum, you don't really get that luxury. So it's okay to talk about it. So it's also okay to have open discussions about parenting and realize that it's all a journey. There are going to be things from your past that translate through to motherhood and of course the way that you raise your children. But being conscious of those behaviors, taking responsibility and being mindful is half of the battle. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. We're always so hard on ourselves but if you're doing the best that you can, that's the best that you can do. Now, something we have actually touched on before is online bullying. And I think anybody who's on social media, whether you're an influencer, a blogger, or just an everyday user, you can see that it's such a huge part of our society. You have trolls, you have people making horrible comments, and it's starting to get better, I think, but it's something that we all need to be conscious of. Just because you have an opinion about something doesn't mean that you have to voice it and you have to remember that there's a person on the other end of it. I loved Ashley's mentality and all of the work that she's done to try and transition through and see past all of the hatred that comes out of having such a large platform, but it does take a lot of work and it is still something to be mindful of that there's a person on the other end of that. The thing that I love that came out of all of it for her is that the vulnerability is still worth it to speak your truth and to be open about who you are because at the end of the day, it is still helping people. There's always going to be people who don't agree with what you're doing, but it doesn't mean that it has to stop you from living your truth. What you focus on is what you're going to feel. So if you can push past it, if you are a social media influencer, if you're a blogger, or if you're in the public eye, that's a really great thing to be conscious of. You control your thoughts, don't let other people control them for you. And lastly, body image. 
Well, this one is going to come up a lot and I think that it actually should because we need to be open and honest about these types of conversations. I love Ashi's mentality around ditching the diet and finding what works for you. Everyone is different. Our bodies are different. Our minds are different. Our needs are different. So we need more acceptance and understanding. Ashley's advice is to stop thinking about restriction and just do what works for you. It's going to take some trial and error, but if you can find that balance, that's exactly when you're going to enjoy things more than putting all that pressure on yourself. We need to break away from constantly chasing that destination and just to enjoy the process in the interim because your journey might take years. There's no point not enjoying it in the meantime. Now, if you're not doing so already and you'd like to follow more of Ashy's journey, you can find her over on Instagram at at Binds, and I will put all of her links in the show notes so that you can see her YouTube her Snapchat and her website. And if you're looking for some more motivation and tips and hacks from Ashy, then you can go to the app store and download the Ashy Binds Squad app. Or you can jump onto ashybinds.com to download Ashy's free go-to guide to help you get back on track. As I said, I'll pop all of these in the show notes so that you can reference them and take a look. I would highly recommend it. Before we wrap up, I want to give a quick shout out to at Lauren Loves, who tagged me in a me before mummy post. It was a story of her at a cafe enjoying her breakfast solo, something that probably we all took for granted before having children. But now it is like absolute bliss to have that silence, time to yourself and not have little fingers all in your food. So well done, mama. If you would like to do the same, you can share a post or a story using the hashtag TheMeBeforeMummy and tag myself at MummyRepublic so that you can share with listeners and other mamas what it is that you do to reconnect with that person that you were before a mum and take that little bit of time to yourself because you do deserve it. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. Lots of love and I'll see you next week.